Hey everybody, the second ever Trivia and Game Summit is this July 12th through the 14th. We have three days packed of Trivia and Games podcast shows like Pub Trivia Experience, Who Will Save Generation X, Hunting Nostalgia, The Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, TV Trivia Pod, Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast, Brain Ladle Trivia, and the Stuff I Never Knew Trivia Game Show Podcast. Three days only, July 12th through the 14th. $15 gets you access to all three days, 12 hours of live podcasts and games that you can play along at home. Go to triviasummit.live. That's triviasummit.live. Get your tickets today. Support these independent DIY trivia podcasts. Triviasummit.live. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience Hot Seat Tournament. My name is Mike, and I'm here with you tonight with the final game of the first round of my region of this particular bracket, and I am super excited for this matchup. I think it's going to be a great game. Let's get right to it and meet your two contestants for this evening. First up, we have a man that I can only describe as my arch nemesis. He has bested me at trivia on this very podcast more times than I can count. And that's not just because I'm currently wearing shoes. He has uh, dominated me in the podcast. And uh, we're going to see how he does tonight from Fort Worth, Texas. Steven, my friend, how are you doing? And what tasty carbonated beverage do you have this evening? You son of a bitch. I was going to come in here and sweep this thing. And you gave me a great introduction like that. Now I'm fucking cursed. Um so I'm just going to console myself with the traditional diet cola. It's what fuels my blood and gives me the passion not to strangulate you right now. So I I, I can totally understand that. Yeah, I, 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 I suspect that your propensity for diet cola may be one of the things that has given you an advantage over me over the years. That probably adds to it. Yes. <laughs> Usually we're pretty even in the beginning and then you kind of drink yourself to my victory. It's it's funny how that works, isn't it? Well, it, I'm I'm glad to be on this side. I I have all the answers tonight, so. <laughs> but we'll 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 see how you fare against uh your opponent tonight. Uh next up is a a voice that uh trivia podcast aficionados will certainly be familiar with. Uh from the Triviality podcast, we're very happy to have Neil with us. Uh Neil, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And uh Tell our listeners about the podcast and also about your book. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so happy to be here, Mike. Uh, love listening to the show. Uh, as you said, I'm one of the co-hosts of uh, Triviality Podcast, which is a pub trivia-style game show podcast. We come out every Tuesday. Episodes are about an hour, uh, and we have some special bonus episodes as well each month. But uh, we like to say uh, over by us, it's a lack of seriousness uh, meeting uh, a little bit of knowledge. So um, you know, if you want to come in and just hang out, have fun, don't worry too much about winning, uh, and just enjoy the ride, then... We're the podcast for you. Um, and then my book, uh, it's a brand new book. It's called Being Patrick Swayze, Essential Teachings from the Master of the Mullet. It's my <laughs> uh, my comedic love letter to uh, Patrick Swayze's life and career with uh, games, trivia, quizzes, a uh, little bit of interactive uh, aspects of it that I hope people enjoy. So if you want, you can check it out at uh, you know any of your uh, favorite book retailers. If you want to go independent, help out the indie booksellers, you can go to bookshop.org or you can just get it on Amazon. It'll come in a, a day or two on Prime. So um, appreciate if anyone checks that out. And as far as drinking, uh, I'm drinking some Chicago roasted, uh, dark matter coffee, uh, in my Trejo's coffee mug. So I'm just, uh, enjoying some caffeine. <laughs> that coffee mug looks fantastic. Uh, Neil, actually, as far as the book goes, I heard from Chris just, uh, yesterday, uh, I wanted to let you know, and our let our listeners know that, uh, the pub trivia experience has purchased a copy of your book and we're going to be giving it away to uh, one of our bourbon level Patreon supporters that will be chosen at random uh, very shortly after this episode airs. Uh, and that's our way of saying thank you uh, to them for their patronage and also to you for joining us. And uh, of course, for all the years of great content on triviality, um, you guys were honestly one of my uh, gateway podcasts as far as trivia goes. So, Oh, wow. 
Thank you so much. That's so awesome. And uh, I, I'd love to send you a little book plate you can put on the inside for whoever wins. I can personalize it and, and give them a little signed copy for them too. So it's a little extra special. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I will uh, I will definitely let Chris know about that. Uh, he's hand, he's handling the giveaway, but no. And again, thank thank you for being on. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to get myself a copy of that too, because I really want to really read that. It sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, well, thank you. And I'm just so happy to be here. And I've heard so many good things about uh, Stephen from you right before we started recording. So I'm a little scared. I don't know how I'm going to do, but I'm just here to have fun just like our show. So that's that's all I'm here for. That's that's what we're all about. Uh, the fun and uh, in some cases, the the booze we're putting the <laughs> putting the pub and pub trivia. Uh, I have got to stay on brand, of course. So tonight I have brought with me an oatmeal cream stout from Orpheus Brewing. It's called the Do or Die. Uh, there's no, there's no blurb on the can or anything like that, but, uh, I've had a few of these already. Let me get that little pop here. There it is. And this is, this is a surprisingly, it is, I mean, it's, it's June. So we're kind of like, it's a, you know, it's not necessarily stout weather, but this is actually a very refreshing stout, uh, for the warm weather. Uh, so cheers everybody. I hope it's going to be a great game. Now, are you getting the fiber along with the alcohol content at the same time? With the oatmeal, I think uh, I don't know that it works that way, but I think I've I've always kind of hoped deep down. That's all right. If you believe it, it'll come true. That's right. Exa- exactly. It's like uh, what is it, George Costanza? It's not a lie if you believe it. That's right. It's the way to get out of a lie detector. Yep. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, just a real quick uh, overview of how this game is going to go. Uh, it's split up into three parts. We're going to have our pregame which is uh, just 10 questions back and forth. Uh, it's very simple. It's just a yes or no uh, type of thing. It's just uh, designed to get the juices flowing in your brain a little bit. Uh, it is scored. It's one point for each correct answer. No penalties for an incorrect answer. Uh, the, the one I've chosen tonight is actually kind of silly, but I'm also kind of excited about it. So hopefully you guys will enjoy it too. Uh, after that, we are going to jump right into the main event. Uh, this is called the Pub Trivia Experience Hot Seat Tournament for a Reason. What we have here is a back-and-forth hot seat, a head-to-head hot seat. Uh, it's a barrage of trivia questions nonstop. Uh, we're just going to go back and forth. We're going to start with Steven and then Neil and go back and forth. And it is completely random. Uh, some of the questions are going to be really easy and right in your wheelhouse. Some of the questions are going to be like, who the hell is that person? I've never even heard it before. It's all been randomized, uh, and it's totally luck of the draw. And I've definitely been in situations where I've seen people be like, I knew all of the other person's answers and none of my own. That's that's part of the fun uh, of the whole thing. But on balance, after we do that for 30 minutes, I think uh, we should have a... a pretty good sense of where everybody stands as we head into our final round, which is our wager round. This is the only time where you can lose points during the game. Uh, it'll be three categories for that. And you can take the number of points you've earned up to that point and distribute them across all three of those questions as much as you want. You get, you get or lose the points per question. So it's not like it's not cumulative and it's not like a gauntlet or anything like that. Uh, and I will give you those categories one at a time as we get there. Um, but without further ado, guys, uh, if you're ready, you uh, want to dive into this? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Your pregame tonight. Like I said, this is silly, but I also thought it would be a lot of fun. So here we go. Your pregame is in the category of Weezer. The seminal rock band Weezer has released 15 albums, and several of them have been self-titled and known only by the distinctive color of their covers. So I'm going to give you a color. And I want you to tell me if it was ever a Weezer album. Steven, we're going to start with you. Your color is green. <clears throat> Weezer is that band that uh, the algorithm always thinks I'm going to like, but I don't. Uh, green. <laughs> <sighs> yes. And yes is a correct answer. Well done. All right. We're going to move to Neil next. Neil, your color is orange. I'm going to go no. And no is a correct answer. One of their was, I think it was the Everything Will Be All Right album has a very orange cover, but it's not, it actually has a title. So no is a correct answer there. Back to Steven. Your color is blue. No. Oh, sorry. Blue was actually their debut album. Buddy Holly. Known by the blue album. Yep. The one with Buddy Holly on it. The very same. All right. Neil, your color is black. They do have a black album. 
they do indeed have a black album. I, th- I thought that one might be tricky because there's several other, other artists that also have a black album, but Weezer does indeed. I will say I have to, I'm going to have to Venmo my brother because it's his favorite band and he doesn't like driving in the city and I've taken him to like every Weezer concert he's ever gone to. So I'm trying to remember all the albums in the back of my head right now. <laughs> That's that's awesome. So you got you got the the insider knowledge from the family. It's sort of like Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> exactly right. All right, Stephen, your color is gold. No, and no is a correct answer. There is no gold album. Neil, your color is white. They do have a white album, and they do have a white album too. That was the other tricky one, I thought. But uh, you're on top of your game, so well done, well done, Stephen. Your color is pink. Okay, so I'm not a big Weezer fan, but I am a fan of the band Nerf Herder that has a song called We Open for Weezer, and in it they make a reference to an album called Pinkerton. So I'm going to guess that pink is a yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Stephen. They do absolutely have an album called Pinkerton, but it is not a pink cover, and they have no other pink album. Pinkerton, in my opinion, is probably their best album. Anyway, Neil, your color is yellow. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? My brother's favorite color is yellow, and I know that if it if they did have a yellow album, it would be on his wall, so I'm going to say no. Good logic. There is no yellow album. That is correct. All right, Stephen, your final color, purple. No. And no is a correct answer. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots have an album called Purple, but Weezer does not. And Neil, the final color of the evening is teal. Ooh, teal. I thought you were going to go red because they do have a red album. Um, I'm going to say no. They do have a teal album. It's an all covers album. Uh, So unfortunately lost the perfect game on that final one, but very well done, guys. The score after the pregame is Neil with four and Steven with three. So if you guys are feeling warmed up, we can jump on into the hot seat. You guys ready? Let's rock and roll. All right. All right. All right, first question is going to go to Stephen, and I will start the 30-minute timer right after I finish reading the first question. Stephen, by definition, a quinquagenarian is a person who falls into what age range? Quinqua? Uh, uh, 50s. 50s is a correct answer. Well done. Neil, in a cliche scene from many westerns, gunslingers meet for a final showdown when? High noon. High noon is a correct answer. Stephen, La Petite Roche, a riverside rock formation once used for navigation, inspired the name of what state's capital? La Petite Roche. Baton Rouge? We're, uh, we're looking for the state. Uh, Louisiana. It is, it's, uh, it's not Louisiana. No. It's uh, Arkansas. La Petite Roche, Little Rock. Neil, your question. What urban clothing brand was co-founded by hip-hop mogul Jay-Z? Oh, no. I knew this. Uh, oh, um, he's Rockefeller. Uh, sorry, the incorrect. We're looking for FUBU. FUBU. Oh, oh FUBU, right. Stephen, according to its purported inventor, the Brown Derby, all but which of these ingredients are components of a Cobb salad? Chicken, ham, or eggs? Chicken. Uh, it's probably what I would guess, too, but it's actually ham, apparently. They do not consider ham a component of Cobb salad. Huh. Neil, which classic 1950s Marlon Brando movie hack asks the question, what are you rebelling against? I'm going to go with On the Waterfront. Very good guess. It's actually the wild one. He's part of a biker gang. And his response is, what do you got? That's right. Stephen, which of these famous authors was not born in Ireland? Eugene O'Neill, Seamus Haney, or Oscar Wilde? Haney. Good guess. But in spite of his name, Eugene O'Neill was not born in Ireland. I knew Wilde was. Neil which of the following animals is not an ungulate? A pig, a raccoon, or a hippopotamus? An ungulate? Wow. Um, a pig, a raccoon, or a hippopotamus? I'm going to go with a pig. It's actually a raccoon. I, th- I think it has. I think it uh, refers to having hooves. Mm. But I could. I could be wrong on that. Stephen shot in his hometown. Ben Affleck's 2010 film The Town takes place in what U.S. city? Uh, Boston. Boston is a correct answer. Neil, which city claimed the victory of the first baseball World Series in 1903? Hmm. Um, let's see. Cubs, uh, Sox were 08 scandal. Cubs were around that time. I'm going to go with the Yankees. 
Good guess. We actually had back-to-back Boston questions, though. Ooh. Totally randomly, it was actually Boston. All right, Stephen, here's a question. Vicky, Gina, Lori, Joe, and Kimberly are the original stars of which reality TV show? Gina, The Real Housewives. I'm going to need you to be more specific. Oh, fuck. Uh, the Real Housewives yeah. of <laughs> New York? Oh, sorry. Orange County. Yeah. Orange County. Neil... Neil, what NBA star is named after an expensive type of beef? Uh, Kobe Bryant. That's correct. May he he rest in peace. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. He'll forever be remembered as a cut of beef. Exactly. All right, Stephen. Sampling the soul classic Try a Little Tenderness, a 2011 song by rappers Jay-Z and Kanye West is named what? Move, bitch, get out the way. (laughs) That is that is a uh, that is a rap song. They came out a little earlier than that. No, it's it's named Otis after Otis Redding, who who sang the uh, the song that it samples. Neil, which innovative Apple mobile product named after a 17th century scientist predated the iPod by a decade? You said it was an Apple product. Yes. Mm. Uh, I I don't know. I'm just going to say a Newton. And a Newton is a correct answer. Well oh my done. God. <laughs> well done. Steven, what are you afraid of if you suffer suffer from acrophobia? Acro. The outside? No, I have heights here. Ah, heights. I think outside is agor- agoraphobia. Very close, though. All right. Uh, over to Neil. As of 2016, which two countries, both in North Africa, boast the only two subway systems on the whole continent? I need both countries. Um, South Africa and which is, and it's not in the North South Africa and, um, <laughs> uh, Casa, Casablanca. I don't know. That's, uh, that's okay. Uh, uh, Egypt and Algeria, apparently. Oh, that's my Achilles heel. Any, any sort of geography. <laughs> my, mine too. So I'm right there with you. Steven, helping people cope with the current economy, the recessionista blog primarily covers what area of interest? Fashion. Fashion is a correct answer. Neil, the famous line, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, was almost censored from which classic film? Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind is a correct answer. Stephen, what is the name for people born in India's largest city? Bombayers, Mumbaikars, or Mummers? Uh, Mummers. I'm sorry, we're looking for Mumbaikars. Mumbaikars. Which computer company, this is uh, for Neil, which computer company was co-founded by Steve Wozniak in 1976? Uh, Apple or Macintosh? Apple is a correct answer. Steven, what is the name of the bright yellow flag dated to 1775 that the right-wing populist Tea Party uses for its rallying symbol? The Gadsden flag? Gadsden flag is a correct answer. Neil, which bicycle-riding fashion photographer captured street style for the New York Times? What, bicycle-riding? Bicycle-riding fashion photographer. Oh, boy. Um, I, I don't know. The only fashion photographer I can think of in New York, uh, Annie Leibovitz. That's honestly probably the only one I could think of, too. The answer is Bill Cunningham. Bill Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Stephen, which world leader spearheaded Glashnost, an opening up of the dictatorship leading to the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 1991? Gorbachev. Gorbachev is a correct answer. Neil, what is the most abundant element in the universe? Oh, geez, I put this in, in my book as a joke, and I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> um, oh, boy. It's either hydrogen or carbon, I think. Um, hydrogen carbon, most abundant element in the universe. I'm going to say carbon. Oh, went the wrong way. It's hydrogen. You're like me. Every time it's a 50-50, I invariably go the wrong way. (laughs) All right, Stephen. Movie producer Albert Broccoli is best known for his work on what film franchise? James Bond. James Bond is a correct answer, and we are tied at nine apiece with a little less than 22 minutes left to go. Neil, this one's over to you. Which incident dramatically postponed Game 3 of the 1989 World Series between Oakland and San Francisco? Uh, I'm going to say it was an earthquake. That is correct. The San Francisco earthquake is a correct answer. All right, Stephen. The USDA's 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans urges people to eat more of all but which of these? 
potassium, fish oils, or refined grains? Potassium. Refined grains. Refined grains. Neil, what is the artistic term for the radiant light or halo that surrounds sacred or mythological figures in classical art? Oh, boy. I was just going to say it was a halo. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say halo because I have no idea. It's apparently a nimbus. Hmm, okay. Well, cloud-related, I guess. Stephen, the second half of each episode of TV's Law & Order focuses on the efforts of what professionals? Lawyers. That is correct. Neil, what popular movie was based on a 1976 magazine article about the 2001 Odyssey Club? What? Oh, um, so what movie was based on an article about the 2001 Odyssey Club? Correct. 1976 article, 2001 Odyssey Nightclub. Oh, wow. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going to say um, that's not right. I'll just say 2001. <laughs> it's a fair guess. It's apparently Saturday Night Fever. Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess the, the nightclub itself, the 2001, I don't think means any. I think it's just the name. <laughs> oh, okay. I got tripped up then. Yep. Yep. All right, Steven, this one's for you. In what year were the first Air Jordan sneakers released? Oh, uh, 93. I would have guessed around there, too, but apparently uh, they go as far back as 1984. Jeez. Yeah. Neil, which French seafaring explorer, photographer, and filmmaker is known as the father of scuba diving? I believe that would be Jacques Cousteau. That is correct answer. Well done. Stephen, which 19th century bard penned the famous line, "'Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all"? Shakespeare. It's a good guess. Apparently it was Tennyson, Alfred yeah. Lord Tennyson. Neil, this one's to you. Popular in homes in the state for which it's named, an Arizona room is a type of what? Arizona room. Uh, I'm going to guess like a sunroom. I'm going to give it to you. It's a screened-in patio, which is... Ba I've heard that kind of yeah. referred to as a sunroom, so I'll, I'll give you that one. Steven, this one's to you. According to the actress... According to the actress, Nichelle Nichols only stayed on what TV series because Martin Luther King Jr. told her to? Star Trek. That is a correct answer. Neil, this one's to you. Who replaced John Boehner, Boehner as Speaker of the House? Uh, Nancy Pelosi? was actually from the same party. It was Paul Ryan. Oh, geez, right. Lifting weights. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, Stephen, which of these TV comedies popularized the catchphrase, that's what she said? Seinfeld, 30 Rock, or The Office? The Office. Yeah, I didn't even really need to give you the uh, choices on that one, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right, Neil, in which year was the first iPhone released? Oh, man, this is like one of those trivia questions everyone has to know. Um mm -hmm. Uh, it's either 2001 or 2004, I think. It's close to there. I'm going to say 2004. It was actually not until 2007. Wow, oh, man. Steven, a 2008 study in Reference Services Review found which website to be about 80% accurate? Uh, uh, at Encarta. I don't know. That's a good guess. Wikipedia, Wikipedia. All right, Neil... What restaurant chain offers a signature meal called the Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity? I guess uh, Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. Oh, that sounds so familiar. Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. I I'm going to say um, Red Robin. Well, that was a good guess. IHOP. IHOP. That was always, always my go-to when we used to eat at IHOP. Stephen, which U.S. state is home to the dazed and confused students at Lee High School in the memorable 1993 coming-of-age movie? California? Good guess. Texas. Texas. I think that's where Richard Linklater was from. No. All right, Neil, this one's to you. By definition, an analgesic is a type of medication intended primarily to do what? Ooh, primarily. Uh, usually it's like a ointment of some sort. So um, analgesic. Oh, it's, is it healing or numbing? Um, analgesic. I'm just going to say numbing. I have relieve pain, but that's essentially the same thing. So I'll, gi I'll give you that one. All right, Stephen, which actor took home a Pulitzer and 11 Tony Awards for his stage production, Hamilton? Lin-Manuel Miranda. That is the correct answer. It's almost like we just had an entire episode of Boozy Bracketology about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Neil, this one is to you. What is the word for a flexible four-sided weapon having a blunt point? Flexible four-sided weapon with a blunt point. Um, a shield. I don't know. Uh, it's a good, they're, they're looking for foil. Oh, foil. Okay. Yeah. Stephen, which pilot treated First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt to an impromptu midnight flight over Washington, D.C. in 1933? Charles Lindbergh? It's a good guess. It's actually Amelia Earhart, though. Yeah. All right, guys. We're a little more than halfway through. Uh, current score is Stephen with 12 and Neil with 13. You guys are neck and neck still. Neil, this question is going over to you. Which author went into hiding after receiving a fatwa issued by the Ayatollah? Salman Rushdie. Salman Rushdie is a correct answer. Stephen, popularized by celebrities like Madonna, Kabbalah bracelets are made from what color string? Red. Red is a correct answer. Neil, hailing from Spain, what pro tennis player uses a logo that resembles a bull? Okay, it's either Nadal or Federer, I guess. I'm going to go with Nadal. And Nadal is a correct answer. Stephen, a popular New England appetizer, Clams Casino, combines clams with breadcrumbs and what meat? Ham. Very close. Right animal. It's actually bacon, and I have never had that, but I want it. Neil, over to you. In 2009, China surpassed what country to become the world's leading consumer of energy? United States. And that's a correct answer. Stephen, the animated TV series The Flintstones was based on what earlier TV series? The Honeymooners. That's a correct answer. Neil, which former New York Ranger enforcer was once an intern at Vogue magazine? Don't know really anything about hockey, so I'm just going to say Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I love it. Uh, apparently, it's Sean Avery. That's a fun little fact there. <laughs> Stephen, which FX show takes place in a California town called Charming, which isn't a fairy tale setting for the bikers who live there? Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is a correct answer. Neil, demonstrating the popularity of the internet, the CBS sitcom Bleep My Dad Says actually began as a what? That was a uh, Twitter profile. That is correct. A Twitter account is a correct answer. Stephen, if a woman walks 10,000 feet, how many more feet does she have to walk to go a distance of two miles? How many more feet? Uh, 1,400. I don't know. 560. I know. I was told there would be no math. I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> All right, Neil. The 2010 movie The Social Network tells the real-life story of the young founders of what wildly popular website? Facebook. Facebook is a correct answer. Drop the the. It's cleaner. <laughs> That's right. Steven, in Michael Jackson's You Rock My World video, what actor makes a fitting cameo as the boss of The Waterfront Hotel? I have no clue. Um... The Waterfront Hotel. I, Kevin Bacon. Good guess. Actually, a callback to an earlier answer. It was Marlon Brando, believe it or not. Ah. <laughs> Made a cameo in a Michael Jackson video. There you go. All right, Neil, this one's to you. Ooh, I'm going to have to read this. Which of these common tongue-twisting phrases features numerous examples of sibilance? She sells seashells by the seashore. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Or Betty Botter bought some butter. The only thing I know sibilance from is when Tom Hanks was doing the sound check uh, on SNL. Uh, I'm just going to go with uh, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Good guess. It's actually she sells seashells. I think it's, I think it's that S. I think that's what the mm -hmm. sibilance refers to. Stephen, over to you. According to the 2011 Forbes list, within 100 either way, how many billionaires are there in the world? A thousand. Oh, very close. There's actually 1140. Who knew? Neil, the name of what headgear is derived from an old Persian term meaning to tie? Headgear. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, I don't even know what it's called, what, what uh, Daniel-san puts on in Karate Kid. I don't know, a headband. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's actually a turban. They oh. were looking for turban. Oh, geez, geez. yeah. Duh. Stephen, known as the High Priestess of Soul, what singer is the subject of the 1992 autobiography, I Put a Spell on You? Aretha Franklin. Good guess. It's actually Nina Simone. Neil, in David Lynch's Twin Peaks, which eccentric soothsayer communicates wisdom through a chunk of Ponderosa? Oh, 
Pine, Ponderosa Pine. I knew that was like, I knew that seemed incomplete. <laughs> oh, I know the actor, of course. Um, oh, man. It's wrong. I'm just going to say Kyle McLaughlin. I never watched Twin Peaks. They have written down here the log lady, a.k.a. Margaret Lanterman. So there you go. All right, Stephen, which of these stringed instruments often has over 45 strings? The harp, the mandolin, or the zither? Harp. Harp is a correct answer. Well done. Nice. Neil, over to you. Which of these films features an ordinal number in its title? Eight and a half, the third man, or the 40-year-old virgin? Ordinal number? Um... Well, I don't, oh, that's, I don't even know what that is. Uh, I'm just going to say, because it's the most pretentious, eight and a half. <laughs> it's a good guess. It's actually the third man. I, I think ordinal number is like first, second, third. Mm. I, think that, I think that's what it means. I'm just guessing based on the question. I believe you. So, All right, Stephen, who created the Saturday Night Live character Sally O'Malley, a 50-year-old who loves to kick, stretch, and kick? Sally O'Malley? Uh was not one of the times I was watching it. Um, Will Ferrell? It's the, you're in the right time period. It was Molly Shannon. Oh. I love it. That sounds like it. Molly Shannon. Oh, that's right. I, now I know who she's talking about. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yes. She's always yes. Like, on the talk shows. She kicks. Yeah. Now, I did not recognize it from this clue, but now that you say that, I now I know exactly which, which character you're yeah. talking about. Okay. All right, Neil, over to you. What are renal calculi? Um... I'm going to say it's math done inside your renal glands. <laughs> that's actually not a bad guess. Uh, apparently, that's the uh, scientific term for kidney stones. Oh, oh, even, yeah. Yeah. All right. Un unpleasant, unpleasant. All right, Stephen, who became the Duchess of Cambridge upon her marriage in April 2011? Um, I don't know which one it is. Uh, Pippa Middleton? Uh, sorry, we're looking for the other Middleton, Kate Middleton. Ah! Neil, which Parisian museum is a former railway station? I believe that's the Louvre. It's actually the Musée d'Orsay. Oh, no. Yes, you're right. Oh. Stephen, fittingly, the Atlanta Fulton Public Library displays the typewriter used to write what classic novel? Atlanta Fulton Public Um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Good guess. It's our second Gone with the Wind question of the night. It was Gone oh, with the Wind. Oh, makes sense. Neil, the interjection, ahem, is meant to imitate the sound a person makes while doing what? Clearing their throat? Clearing their throat is a correct answer. Stephen, over to you. In the 2015 film Jurassic World, which singer has a cameo holding two trademark margaritas? Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett is a correct answer. Neil, members of which two bands make up the 1990s grunge supergroup Temple of the Dog? That would be Chris Cornell and Soundgarden and uh, Pearl Jam. And that is the correct answer. Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Steven, which American athlete set a world record and took home the gold in the men's decathlon at the 1976 Montreal Olympics? Ah, no clue. Sissy Spacek. <laughs> Fair. It's going to be right one of these times. She used her carry powers. That's Yeah, that's true. That was... Uh, then, then known as Bruce Jenner. Uh, Neil, over to you. In 2009, Utah's Fitness Ridge Resort and Spa teamed up with a popular reality show and renamed itself what? What was the name of the place? Utah's Fitness Ridge Resort and Spa. Um, I'm going to say The Biggest Loser. I'm going to give it to you. The Biggest Loser Resort is what we're looking for. That is the correct answer. Steven, over to you. Because we typically eat the fleshy part of its root, which of these foods is considered a root vegetable? Turnip, broccoli, or artichoke? Turnip. Turnip is a correct answer. Neil, because he shares his name with his late father, what former full-time NASCAR superstar is popularly known as Junior? Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr.? That's a correct answer. Steven, over to you. Which Aussie rapper, born Amethyst Amelia Kelly, renamed herself in honor of her dog and the street her family lives on? Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea is a correct answer. Well done. <laughs> 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 
Neil, what was the name of the horse Paul Revere rode on in his famous Midnight Ride? War Admiral, Brown Beauty, or Liberty? I think War Admiral was a really famous racehorse. Uh, and then you said Brown Beauty or Liberty? Correct. I'm going to, uh, I mean, it seems too on the nose, but I'm just going to say Liberty. It was actually Brown Beauty. I think that oh. was like why they had threw that choice in there to throw you off. All right, Stephen, over to you. We got a little less than three minutes left to go. Due to his line of work, what notable American is often referred to by the press as the Reverend Al? Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton is a correct answer. Neil, which team were the Orioles set to play when Cal Ripken Jr. benched himself, ending his streak of 2,632 consecutive games? Oh, wow. I'm going to go just for the, there's been a lot of repeats. I'll say Boston. Ah, the repeat in this case was your your guess with the previous answer, Boston, is actually the New York Yankees. Wow, okay. That's a, I was a huge Orioles fan back then, and I don't even remember that, so there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Steven, it is often said about what Hollywood legend that she did everything her partner did, only backwards and in high heels. Uh, Fred Rogers and uh, no, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers. Ginger Rogers is a correct answer. Nice pull. Nice pull. Neil, over to you. The theme song for The Young and the Restless, Nadia's theme is named for a famous female what? Um... Maybe it's after Nadia Comaneci, uh, gymnast. It, I can't tell you that for sure, but gymnast is a correct answer. Well done. Okay. <laughs> Steven, because it resembles exercise equipment, tongue piercing jewelry is often referred to as a what? Barbell. Barbell is a correct answer. Neil, on a topographic map, contour lines are used to represent what? Um, mountains. Elevated structure. It, it says terrain elevation. I'm going to give it to you because okay. you, you you know exactly what you're referring to. Stephen, over to you with a little less than a minute to go. What NBA Hall of Famer is nicknamed the Hick from French Lick? Detlef Shrimp. That's a great <laughs> guess. I've never heard this before, but apparently it's Larry Bird. Never heard Entertainment 720. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Neil, when Footloose was remade in 2011, it dropped the original's chicken race scene, which took place on what? Oh, um, shoot. Uh, a, um, a monster truck arena. I have your tractors. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, sorry, I don't think I can give you that one. No, 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 that, you're, you're correct. All right, Stephen. Struggling with health issues, what author had the habit of penciling in a daily weight record on his bathroom wall? Uh, George Orwell. Good guess. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, apparently, is the answer to that one. I don't know Hmm. how you're supposed to know that. Uh, Stephen, we started with you. So, Neil, you get one final question, even though time is up. Uh, Your final question is this. Fierce, feroce, and hot, tranny mess are all catchphrases coined by what popular reality star? Fierce, feroce, and what was the last one? Hot, tranny mess. Oh, this is a tough one because I roomed with a guy who became a famous reality star when I lived in London uh, who's a fashion designer named Christian Siriano, but it also, fierce is also something that Paris Hilton said, but I'm going to go with Christian Siriano. And you're... Famous roommate is the answer to the trivia question. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. When you said that, I was like, wait a minute, really? Yeah, no, I, I, I lived with him uh, when I was in London. He was uh, in, uh, studying with Vivian Westwood and uh, finishing up his school. And then right after that, a couple years later, he got on Project Runway. And now he's, you know, designing Oscar dresses. So good for him. Oh, my gosh. That's like, that's crazy. But, yep, yeah, uh, that is the correct answer, and that will close out our hot seat round of the tournament. How you guys feeling? That was pretty tough. It was tougher than I thought, and like you said, uh, you know, you think you you might know the answers when you get in, when you listen to episodes beforehand, but then once you're in the hot seat, uh, it gets a little tougher. Yep, I I completely agree, and it's it's so funny because when you're playing, when you're playing along in your car or something like that, it's somehow just way easier. <laughs> It is. I think I think it's because you don't have the camera in front of you. You're not, you know, looking at someone over the internet and you don't have a microphone in front of your face. So Exactly. I, I I'm keep I know I'm keeping time privately over here, but when we do the single person hot seat, uh 
Chris usually puts the big timer like on your screen right in front of you <laughs> instead of instead of you, you being able to see him. So it just makes it that much more intense to see that counting down. It's like getting the lights when when you're on Millionaire and the music hitting you. Hey, hey, exactly. Now, Stephen, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> you had some rough ones, man. Yeah, they were about even. The the score is the score is very close. It's still anybody's game after the hot seat round. I have it with Neil with twenty five and Stephen with twenty two. So, uh, as it usually does, it's all going to come down to the wager round, uh, which we will get into right now. If you guys are ready for it, let's do it. As I said, there's going to be three different categories. Uh, I'm going to give you all the categories up front. You're going to write down your wagers. Uh, you can use up to the total number of your points across all three categories. So you could do, you could do like if in Steven's case, you could put all 22 on one category. You can do seven, seven, seven and save that one for a rainy day. You can wager zero. It's entirely up to you. Uh, but you will lose points, uh, if you get an incorrect answer. Uh, so if everybody understands the rules, I will give you your categories. Your first question is going to be in modern literature. The second category is in pop music history. And the third category is in television. While you guys are getting your wagers ready, we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. Listen, do you want to know a secret? Because coming up in July on the Boozy Bracketology podcast, we are going to come together and decide what truly is the best Beatles song of all time. Some will argue we should have known better and let it be but we just couldn't help ourselves. This may be the hardest thing I've done in my life, but I'm sure I can make it down the long and winding road with a little help from my friends. So if you want to find out what goes on, check out Boozy Bracketology here, there, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. I've got a feeling you won't be disappointed. It's going to be something. Okay. All right, Steven's locked in. I am locked in as well. And Neil is locked in. We have our... Wagers. So here is your first question. In the category of modern literature, most authors would be ecstatic to have their work chosen for Oprah's book club. But what writer actually complained when she chose his novel The Corrections in 2001? Undeterred, she also chose his next novel Freedom nine years later. And standard lock and rules apply. So first one to know it locks in. Second one gets to talk it out. I'm locked in. All right, Neil is locked in. Steven, talk it out. Yeah, I've got no clue. Um, so it's got to be right one of these times. Sissy Spacek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steven is locked in with Sissy Spacek. Neil, what do you have? I wagered zero because I'm really bad with literature. Uh, I have no idea. I just said uh, James Fry. All right. Uh, you said you wagered zero. Steven, what was your wager? I also wager zero in modern lit because fuck that category. No Ditto. one likes no one likes my literature questions. It always makes me so sad. But uh, Neil, you were actually closer than uh, you probably realized because you got the initials correct. It was actually Jonathan Franzen. Oh, okay. Yeah, and if you've never read the corrections, it's actually a very good book. Well written question though, just because it you know didn't <laughs> well, get it. Thank thank you, I appreciate that. Like I said, I've <laughs> always run I run my literature questions past the other guys, and they're like. I don't like that question. I'm like, well, I like it. So I'm going to ask it <laughs> anyway. All right. But no change in the score after the first question. It's still uh, Stephen with 22 and Neil with 25. The next question is in pop music history. The RIAA introduced the platinum music recording certification in 1976 to honor albums that sold over 1 million copies. Name the artist whose album, which had been released the previous year, was the first to receive the certification. What was that year again? Uh, 1976 was when they introduced the platinum certification. All right, I will lock in. All righty, Neil is locked in. Steven, what are your thoughts? Ah, uh, 76. So, I don't know. Um, who was big in 76? Um too late for credence. Uh, I had a pfft, earth, wind and fire. All righty. Steven is locked in with earth, wind and fire. Neil, what did you lock in with? I believe 76 is, uh, 
Saturday Night Fever, which is a huge album for the Bee Gees, uh, or at least the, they had their music on it. So I just said the Bee Gees. And Neil locking in with the Bee Gees. Uh, Neil, what was your wager on that one? I wagered nine. All right. Neil wagered nine. And Stephen, what was your wager? I put zero into that category. And Stephen wagering zero on that one, too. And unfortunately, uh, no points are being awarded, and Neil's going to lose nine. Uh, the correct answer was actually the Eagles. Oh, it, okay. it was their greatest hit, 71 to 75 album, which is, I believe, still uh, the greatest uh, selling uh, album of all time. And it was the first to ever be certified platinum. But I, I you're, since Saturday Night Fever had, had come up earlier, I thought Bee Gees was, that was yeah, certainly a reason to guess because that album was huge. It was. I didn't even think about the Eagles. Oh, you're right. They're always at the top of the lists. It's crazy. Yeah. It's still very, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the Eagles, but it is still crazy to me that that greatest hits album is the, their best is the best selling album of all time, but go figure. I guess it's just universal. All right. Well, after the second question, we do have a score change or a lead change. I should say, uh, Neil, you lost nine on that one. So you're currently sitting at 16 and Steven has 22 as we head into the, the final category, which, uh, It'll be interesting to see how this one goes. The category is television. A TV spinoff is a television series that is related to another TV series and comes after that series initially airs. Using this definition, what is the longest running TV spinoff in history? Do you guys need to hear the question again? I wouldn't mind. Okay. A TV spinoff is a television series that is related to another TV series and comes after that series initially airs. Using this definition, what is the longest running TV spinoff in history? I have so many options in my head and I'm like, one of them, I'm not even sure if it's considered a spinoff, but it kind of is, I guess. I'm going to lock in so Stephen can talk. Alrighty, Neil is locked in. Stephen? Share with us your thoughts. So, yeah, I have one that I am 95% sure of, but I never really watched the show myself, and I only vaguely remember it being a spinoff. But if memory serves me right, I believe that, like, The Simpsons was originally, like, a segment of, like, a variety show or something from way back when. And The Simpsons is, what, on its third decade by now? Um, if that one doesn't count, I, I would pick like an NCIS or one of those shows that's been going on forever. But I, I feel like The Simpsons did start that way. So I'm going to guess The Simpsons. All righty. Steven locking in with The Simpsons. Neil, what did you lock in with? I had a very similar thought process. I mean, I was going through like Maud and uh, Frasier, I believe might be like the, mo the most winningest spinoff ever with all the awards Frazier won, but my head kept going back to uh, the Tracy Ullman show uh, where the Simpsons premiered as a sketch uh, animated sketch and then became its own series. And it's been on for a really long time. And I'm pretty sure I guess you could consider that a spinoff. So I went with the Simpsons. All right. So both of you locking in with the Simpsons and the Simpsons is a correct answer. Ooh. So we are going to come down to wagers. Yes, uh, the, the reason there was some debate, there has there's a little debate over whether it's truly a spinoff because it was just kind of a segment as part of the Tracy Ullman show, which was a variety show, uh, which is why I kind of prefaced the question with it is related to the TV show. So it, under that definition, it would still be considered a spinoff. I'm glad you repeated it because I heard that little cloud. I was like, oh, maybe it can be true then. Okay. Yep. But you, yeah, and you guys both did, did a great job uh, uh, seeing through that question and getting to the correct answer. So well done. And now it's going to come down to wagers. Neil, what did you wager on that one? Uh, I wanted to get rid of all my points. We go big or go home on Triviality, so I wagered 16. Yep, I had a feeling you might. That puts you at 32. And Steven has 22 going into this wager. Steven, how much did you wager? I put all my eggs in the television basket. 22. You did? Okay. So Steven nice. gets all of his points from the television category. And with a final score of 44 to 32, that in no way reflects how close that game was because that was back and forth the whole way. But Steven is going to be our winner for tonight. How you guys feeling? 
Awesome game by Steven. That was great. I, I told myself when we got to the final, if there was a movies category, I was going to do the same thing. I was going to go 22 or whatever I had, 25 in the whole thing. But uh, there wasn't. I was like, ah, I'm not too confident on pop culture or pop music history. But uh, yeah, awesome game, Steven. It was great uh, going up against you today. Yeah, it was it was tough competition. I'm going to need a new pair of pants. But uh, fortunately, <laughs> I really, really hated the other two categories. So I kind of got forced into television. It worked out. <laughs> Well, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, I promise I didn't intentionally design the categories for you to hate them, Stephen. It was just a fringe benefit. I'm glad you enjoy yourself. All right, guys. Um, well, thanks so much. Thanks for, so much for joining us, uh, Stephen. Congratulations on the victory. Uh, before we sign off, Neil, if you want to uh, once again tell our listeners uh, where they can uh, find your podcast and where they can find your book. Yeah, uh, you can go to um, any podcast app that you you subscribe to and just search Triviality Podcast, uh, or you can follow us on social media everywhere at Triviality Pod. And as far as the book, it's called Being Patrick Swayze, Essential Teachings from the Master of the Mullet. You can get it on Amazon, or you can go to bookshop.org for uh, an indie bookseller, or just pretty much anywhere you can get your books. And I'd appreciate uh, anyone uh, picking it up and uh, just listening to my, uh, my jokes and uh, cinema history with Patrick Swayze. Yep, and uh, and as we mentioned earlier, one of our uh, lucky Patreon subscribers is going to be receiving a copy of that book uh, in the near future. We'll be notifying you of that very soon. If you are liking the show and are not currently a Patreon subscriber and would like to get involved with that, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b. That stands for Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, our sister podcast. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff there, bonus content, as, as, as we said, free giveaways, uh, several different levels of support, and all of that money goes right back into the show. Uh, not to buy beer. I keep asking Chris, but he won't let me. <laughs> but if you, if, uh, you can't support us, I, I totally understand. You know, Times are tight right now for a whole lot of people. Uh, but if you're liking the show, if you could write us a five-star review, that would be great. Um, and if you just want to come interact with us, uh, we're all over the socials at Pub Trivia Experience on Instagram, Pub Trivia Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're going to be uh, requesting some new characters from uh, Elon Musk so we can get our full name on that. But for the, for the time being, we're Pub Trivia Pod. Uh, and we're also on The Lounge for fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology over on Facebook. Uh, that's our group there that we're always uh, bantering with each other and with fans and just having a great time. Um, but for now, we hope you've enjoyed the Pub Trivia Experience Hot Seat Tournament. Uh, that concludes the first round of uh, the lower left region of the bracket. That's my region uh, that I'll be hosting. Uh, and Steven is our winner tonight, and he will be going on to the next round to face Chris Ligori. And that'll be a fun, uh, a fun little show. Oh, I got a buy next week. What's that? I got a buy game next week. That's fun. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the, 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 the trash talking has begun already. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. You hope we enjoy your rest of your night. Uh, for Steven and Neil with the Triviality Podcast, I have been Mike with Pub Trivia Experience. We will see you again real soon. 